0: Hello, and welcome again to season two of the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host. Tani G. We are using again Pirkei Elvis Treasury, the book my dad used when I was a kid and it's an Eloy Nishmas, God willing for him Chaim Yitzchak as well as for my brother Menachem Svib and Chaim Yitzchak I hope you have the book, you use the book and you love the book like we do it is a wonderful book, again we're going to try to highlight comments here and there, a couple stories here and there, feel free to go through many other comments, many other commentators many other notes, because in the interest of time we can't do everything we try to keep it less than 10 minutes each mission. Again, this season we're going to try to really only do one Mishnah per podcast. I know last season we did more than that, but we're really going to try not to this time. Questions, comments, suggestions, always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Moshe kibble Torah misinai umesura liyoshua Moshe received the Torah from God who revealed himself in Mount Sinai and transmitted it to Joshua yoshua lezikenim uzikenim l'neviyim and then yoshua gave it to the zikenim to the elders and the elders to the prophets l'neviyim mesura l'anshe and the prophets gave it to the men of the great assembly heim amrishlo she they said three things hevim mesunim be deliberate in judgment Talmudim Harbay develop many disciples and make a protective fence for the Torah sometimes on the PIL in this season too we might read the whole Mishnah and then come back for the notes on the bottom and maybe some stories and some comments so the tractate begins by tracing the links of the chain of Torah transmission through the generations. If you have the book, you can read along with me. In order to emphasize the divine origins of Avos and show its importance with the legal ritual laws of the Torah, that's why we gave it back to Moshe and went all the way down to the men of the Great Assembly. It's essential to realize that Avos is different from other tractates, from other people, from other things, because this is ethical tra- tracts composed by human beings, even though it really obviously comes from Hashem, for even the greatest of them are probably... Products of human intellect. Avos was given at Sinai and transmitted through the generations, beginning with Moshe, and it's an integral part of the corpus of Torah that Moshe received from God. Even though in Dafyomi, with the Talmud, the Gemara, we go through many many technical tractings, we go through many laws, this is no less important. I might say it might even be more important on some levels, because Derech Eretz Kadmul Torah. Proper manners and proper etiquette comes before even Torah study. A person has to be a mensch before he could go and study, before he could find the wife, find the children, and find his place in the world. A person needs to find perfection, and they have to have the refinement of character and proper interpersonal relationships, which is delved upon in Avos. The sages say, Woe is to one who occupies himself with Torah, yet does not conduct his businesses honestly and act cordially towards others. What is the point of what he does with It's Torah if he doesn't know how to use it in his daily life. You have to make sure you're ethical all around. Practice what you preach. Preach what you practice. Make sure you study properly to be an ethical person. And also practice properly in your daily dealings with others and with your family to be proper as much as possible. Rav Hirsch compares the written law to the notes which a lecturer prepares for himself before making his presentation. If an outsider who didn't hear the presentation find those notes, they wouldn't be... Intelligible, the notes are meaningful only with the verbal lecture, so too much of the written torah makes sense only when accompanied by the oral torah. And when God gave us the Torah, he gave us the intelligence and understanding to develop and penetrate the depth of its meaning, to outline its minute details and chart its pathways. God makes sure that we understand things when we try to delve into it and try to learn things and try to apply the nuances of the text and the words to situations as they they unfold. The tree has the capacity to grow and, and produce fruits when it is cultivated properly. So too the oral law enables those who study it to elucidate the written law and produce more wisdom and appreciations. And by becoming a more ethical person, a person can realize this, the Chachma and the smartness and the brilliance behind all the laws that gods give us. Give, that God gave us, excuse me. We don't say Moshe received the Torah from God. The Mishnah uses the word Sinai to develop and emphasize the teacher-disciple relationship between God and Moshe was different from all others. Usually, a, a, a relationship brings together two people who are particularly suited to each other. But with God and Moshe, this wasn't so. A human being, even one like Moshe, was so far removed from Hashem, it would be irreverent and ludicrous to speak of Moshe as receiving the Torah directly from God. That's why we say, out of respect for God, that it speaks of receiving the Torah from Sinai. So we see nice little points, nice little comments we try to bring up that the Pekah treasury brings up. That's why it's a treasury. It has a treasure fold of information, and it is like a treasury where you find diamonds and you find coins within it. Sinai is not just a location, but it's a historic event where the giving of the law was given there. That's why we should realize that Sinai is really an all encompassing thing. It's not just where we got the Torah, it's how we got the Torah. We got the Torah in... The humble way in the humble mountain, the small mountain, and we got it, it was given to us in a certain way. We should realize we should try to live in a certain way as well. The mountain of humility, the Talmud teaches the quality of humility is what made it the appropriate venue for the divine revelation. Lofty mountains weren't chosen, but the Sinai was chosen because it was the not lofty mountain. It was humble, which is what we should try to be. We have to be humble. Bravashi said, one can learn from this that a person who is conceited is a blemished person. Like a mountain, like Moshe, is what we have to try to be. The mountains grew conceited on account of their loftiness and thus were disqualified. So to a person must be humble. He can't. If he can't be humble, then he's going to have a personal blemish. He has to be as humble as possible, and not haughty. Somebody who's haughty, somebody who's arrogant, is considered as if they're doing a vortezar in some way. It's as if they're worshiping themselves. Someone who worships, worships themselves doesn't really have room for Hashem. Doesn't make room for the Torah, and that's not proper. And then Moshe conveyed it to Yoshua. Moshe taught the Torah to the entire nation, and then he conveyed to Joshua the reins of leadership. In every generation, there must be Torah scholars who stand at the head of the nation and ensure that Torah regulates its daily life. And those people are bali Masora. And that's the Torah leadership that Moshe conveyed to Yoshua to make sure that we have that. And every generation needs those leaders, needs those people that can fulfill those roles. Later on, Perkavos is going to talk about assuming the reins of leadership when no one else will. When there is no one to be that ish. Moshe received the Torah, and when it says that he gave it to Yoshua, it means he conveyed it. It says he conveyed it. The word conveyed implies that Moshe transmitted it as he knew it to Yoshua. And that can't be to how to describe God's teaching to Moshe because God's intelligence is infinite. But Moshe's intel- intelligence, as great as it was, was finite. Therefore, they used different words. Then Yoshua gave it to the elders. These were the elders who lived on after joshua 's demise who gave it on to other groups of elders, and then elders, and then elders, and they gave it on to the prophets, like Eli Hakoin and Shmuel. And then the elders is not indicative of age, but the Torah scholars of any age who have acquired wisdom. People say Zakrin also stands for Zeshachana Chacham, this person that got wisdom. And we'll learn a, a, someone later on, Yochanan ben Zakeh, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakeh was someone who was very wise, very sagely, but actually was very young, because he acquired the Chacham, so he was a Zeh Zeshachana Chacham. Chachma the elders gave it to the prophets Elia was the last of the judges and gave it to Shmuel the first of the prophets and a prophet is a person who has a direct communication from God a word of vision and the trained tradition has to be one that it follows to have Primary leaders of the nation that were like the elders and yet not be a prophet. After nearly 400 years after the Exodus, the leadership shifted to the prophets. Until then, the chain of tradition was strong enough for leaders to emerge based on their own knowledge of the Torah without direct personal guidance from God. Later, it was necessary for prophets to replace them. And then they conveyed it to the men of the great assembly. The men of the Great Assembly were a group of 120 elders, including the last surviving prophets. Some of them were Ezra, Zerubbabel, Mordechai, Nehemiah, Chagai, Zechariah, Malachi, very famous names from the... 24 books of the Tanakh they thrived at the time of Ezra when the Jews returned to Eretz from Babylonia at the beginning of the simple, second temple era they were called the men of the great assembly because their greatness lay in their ability to perceive God's greatness even in times of exile and the apparent eclipse of his glory whereas others felt that God would not be praised fully in an era when his people were subjugated these men saw that his greatness was still there even in exile and they said three things they said many things but the three things here are directed to short survival of the Torah Deliberate in judgment. This is for judges. Even if a similar case came before a judge before, he should not be hasty to equate the cases. He should deliberate before issuing a ruling, and he should realize that he is not the wise one. But really, Hashem is the wise one, and he should make sure to not be the only one who's judging. He should have many disciples. A Torah teacher should teach only one who is wise and humble and who comes from a good family. Hillel's academy said, "Teach all, for there have been many sinners among the Jews who were brought near the Torah, so he emerges righteous, pious, and upstanding persons." And we should also realize that you have to make a protective fence for the Torah. Prop- preventive legislation sometimes needed in order to keep one from violating Torah prohibitions. This concept is familiar in many areas of activity. For example, a government will enact a margin of safety in regulating the weight limits carried by airliners. We have to keep sure that we have those safeguards. This has been the PAL with Tani G. Join us next time for Parikh Aleph Bet.